it is of a truth that this life is only temporary and it is passing away. That our life is as a vapor of air as our life is as a vape as a blade of grass and if we can look get look how old you are now and sometimes you may even think to yourself as you are getting older from one year to the next you can look back and say, man, time has really, it flew by. And even for some people, and it used to come in my mind a lot, I would think to myself, like, how many years did I, when did I graduate from high school again? Wow, it's been that many years. And, you know, so... Time, it really does go by fast. And it's so interesting because in the moment when things are happening every single day, sometimes we can think that time is, there's not enough time in the day or there's just not enough time for us to do everything. Or man, time is going by so slow. But on the contrary... We can just look at different events that we were excited about. And as we were waiting for the events to occur, like maybe going on a road trip, you know, like, man, we were so excited and expecting it to come soon. And then whenever it came and whenever the fun was, it it was just so much fun. And then after it passed, we can say, man, I missed, I missed, you know, that road trip. It was so fun looking at nature, just seeing the handiwork of God and just doing different Um, events that are fun and not sinful. So life is truly a gift. God has gave that gift as a present to man. We did not ask for it, but God did indeed choose us to inhabit his earth. And in this life, we have to, you know, it, it, since it doesn't belong to us, but we are called to be stewards. So if somebody hires you for a job, they expect that you do well. And if we go to a job, we expect to get paid and we expect to, you know, if we've been doing well and we've been there for some time, we expect to get some benefits or even for some people promotion, which means more work, but um, more privileges also, but 
life is a transition. Where we are now, it's a transition. One day we are not going to be here. And so we, based on how we live today, that's going to determine if we are going to be with God forever in heaven or if we're going to be away from God forever in hell, separated from him. So life, life, it can be very challenging. And it is challenging. There are many challenges because of sin and because of the fallen nature of man and just the curse that is on this planet because of man's disobedience. So we know that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And that no man can get to the Father, no man can get to heaven if they do not access the door, which is Jesus. So if a person wants to believe in God, because, you know, I've heard different things like that, where a person believes in God and they don't really acknowledge Jesus, they just believe that Jesus was some prophet. They don't believe that Jesus was a son of God and they don't believe that Jesus is God. They believe that if Jesus was so powerful and if he was God, he would have saved himself from the cross. But that's what made Jesus God was that he was able to do what man could not do, deny himself in such a great way that it cost him his life just so that he can take up his life again. You know, and just so that he can also take the keys to hell, death, and the grave. So there is resurrection power in Jesus. And, you know, life is not meant to be lived without Jesus. Jesus is our source. And he is the one that sustains us. Even if a person believes that they are good and they're not really causing damage or harm to anybody around them, or they're not really doing bad things, but just the fact that, again, our life is not our own and we didn't put ourselves here, and we don't know when we are going to leave off of this planet. We have to be in fellowship with our maker. We have to be connected. Because it's not by our own righteousness that sustains us. Like, just because a person believes that they are good. If that person is still not born again, if they have not been born again, as Jesus told Nicodemus, then that person cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So so a person, they need to acknowledge 
that Jesus is Lord and Savior. They need to believe that, you know, they have sinned against God, even if they believe they are good. You know, because bad thoughts come into man's heart. A person can lie or they can tell a little white lie and it's still considered to be a lie. A person can hate somebody and that's considered to be murder. A person can not acknowledge that God is real. A person can just do a whole bunch of different things. Um, so, yes. Acknowledging that God is who he says he is. And <clears throat> making that commitment to be baptized in the water and in the Holy Spirit of God by his fire and by his spirit to receive the Holy Spirit of God. You know, and in one sense, I am thinking about the book of Acts where God in his mercy, in his sovereignty, he was able after he told Cornelius to send people to go get Peter. And when Peter came, as Peter was telling them the gospel, without being baptized in the water, God allowed for the people to be filled with his spirit. But that was a circumstance where the Lord was showing Peter that it's not what he think. Because up to that point, the Gentiles were being excluded. They were as strangers. They were looked down upon. And when God did that, he was basically showing Peter. And even before that part occurred, before, you know, God allowed for Peter to see a blanket, a sheet that was let down from heaven with every kind of animal on it. And he was telling Peter, rise, you know, go kill and eat. And Peter was telling God, God, I can, I am, I'm not supposed to eat this. This is unclean. I can't do this thing. And then God was telling Peter, don't call things unclean that I have called clean or that I have made clean. So we see that God is able to make unclean people clean. He is able to make unclean hearts clean, unclean minds clean, unclean perspectives clean. He is able to, you know, to take our hearts remove the stony parts of our hearts, remove the stony heart, and he's able to give us a new heart of flesh. And so the Lord, he is wanting for people to be committed to him because it's not the will of God that any man should perish in his sins. God does not find pleasure in man dying in his sins. We were created in the image of God. 
So God wants us to go back to him. Everything, every everybody belongs to God, but not everybody is going to spend eternity with him because not everybody is going to receive him as their Lord and their Savior. So in Proverbs 11, it talks about righteousness. And we need to strive to be righteous. We need to ask the Lord to make us a righteous and a holy people. In verse 5, it says, The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. When a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish, and the hope of unjust men perish. The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his stead. So that was five. Um, that was five through eight. Or four through eight. And so... It just talks about, you know, how righteousness, it will save a person and how being wicked leads to death. I'm going to continue in verse 19. As righteousness tended to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. 18. The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. So, being righteous is beneficial to our salvation. In verse 31, it says, Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more than the wicked and the sinner. 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. 29, he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. So God, he wants us to choose the right way. Jesus is the right way. He wants us to choose the right way. Sin, he doesn't want us to be bound in prison. He doesn't want us to be a slave to sin and to deception and to the enemy. God is saying that when we are following after the ways of righteousness, righteousness is going to preserve our life. And we can see that through the whole Bible. We can see that when a person was 
humble or they acknowledge God and they didn't partake in what everybody else around them was doing, though the majority of the people was doing it. And it may have looked desirable because inside of the souls and the hearts of man is evil, abominable, deceitful, wicked works. And when these people chose to forsake the temporary pleasures that will please self and their flesh, when they hearken to the word of God, their life was spared. And we can see in other cases, it wasn't just their life. It was also their whole family that was also spared because of their obedience. Rahab is an example. We also have Noah is an example. Abraham is an example of that. And you know, it is good when we want good, when we want to do good. But we cannot do good and we cannot be good outside of Jesus. So it's the will of God that we seek after righteousness because Jesus is righteousness and he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the only option to have life. 